Guys, if you want to come up on stage to share the moment with us, uh, just call in and I'll send you an invite to join us on stage. Week two of training at SpaceX complete. Uh, this was a heavy week. I just completed another week at SpaceX, and it was intense. A lot of good building blocks. Um, so you start in the beginning of the week with smaller things like using comms to, okay, some circumstances are, are, are not so good, and then some get really bad where you have to, you know, plan an emergency to orbit, which we, we initiate ourselves in that. But man, challenging. I didn't realize how much of a body strength I need, so I need to hit the gym the next couple of months and build up some more muscles. Today was my favorite day of training because today was the medical training day. Learn some more about some of the medical experiments we're going to be working with and uh, helping to advance what we know about humans in spaceflight. We've all uh, contributed all sorts of fluids now uh, to the, the greater scientific cause. But the best part is we all got in our spacesuits together. We got to wear spacesuits, strap into the, the simulator and feel like you're actually going to space. Hello again, Chris here, and it's uh, August 2nd, 2021, 44, di 44 days from our launch in September. Uh, everything keeps going to plan, and uh, it's been an incredible week last week, uh, working with SpaceX teams at the Kennedy Space Center, and then uh, back here in Hawthorne this week for some sims. This spacesuit that I got fitted for about seven months ago, I actually get to see and try on and do a bunch of move maneuvers in to make sure that it's comfortable and that I can move. And I am just so excited for this because, I mean, this is the spacesuit I'm going to wear leaving the planet. I'm just so honored and thankful and grateful to be a part of this historic mission and a part of the SpaceX team. Y'all are working so hard to get to Mars and beyond, we want to provide great data. And we're really excited to be part of this. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for a fantastic time here in Hawthorne and also down at Kennedy. We've been doing this training down there as well. So I uh, really appreciate everything you guys been doing. This is my, my final call here from, uh, from SpaceX. So we're signing off. So incredible to get an inside look to their training. Only 553 humans have reached, uh, have been to orbit, and most of those traveled as part of government or country-specific missions. As a result, the research conducted on those missions, particularly as it relates to humans in space, is often only accessible by the country or government that conducted the research. Think about the possibilities if the- So are people excited? Come on, let's hear from the crowd on stage. I want to see rocket emojis. Come on, rocket emojis. Wow. Less than four miles away. Yeah, we're T minus 28 minutes. All it looks go for launch so far. Again, for those who are just joining, if you want to join us on stage, just call in and you'll we'll send you an invite to come join us on stage and share in this momentous occasion which is sending four untrained civilians non-professional astronauts into orbit highest humans have ever been since the apollo missions
and performance risks in space explorers. Yeah, is anyone else here uh, uh, watching live? Really, uh, colorful sunglasses. Uh, In person, no. We have somebody. I can maybe send them an invite if they want to join us. I know Tesla, if you know. Yeah, no, I'm here at uh, Kennedy Space Center. I'm like four miles away. I'm excited. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, wow. I am super. That's so Some of the equipment that the crew has in their cargo hold. Um, like we've said before, um, this is a science mission in addition to a, you know, it's a, a three-day science mission, basically. And so are you at the visit um, to one complex? of the other things like, that Diana like, showed us was the uh, ultrasound reader and uh, how the intracranial fluid changes while you're in space. So I think he's as close as you can possibly space, get. Instead of the fluids in your body being concentrated towards your feet, yeah, um, they kind of re- they equalize towards your head, which can affect vision. Uh, and they are planning to use that uh, ultrasound reader, which they just plug right into an iPad to do readings live inside crew uh, Dragon of their eyeballs while they're in space for three days. That was so cool to see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, in addition to all the awesome science going up on today's mission, the Inspiration4 team is also using this mission to bring awareness and help fundraise for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. The Children's Research Hospital opened in Memphis, Tennessee in 1962 and ever since has been committed to finding cures for kids with cancer and other life-threatening diseases, regardless of their socioeconomic status, race, belief, belief or ethnicity. St. Jude has invented treatments that help to push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80% in the United States. In developing countries, that number is unfortunately not that high, uh, with fewer than one in five children with cancer surviving. St. Jude has a bold mission to change that. The Inspiration4 mission is part of an ambitious fundraising goal to give hope to all kids with cancer and other life-threatening diseases. The goal is to raise $200 million for St. Jude. Jared already committed $100 million Jared already committed $100 million of his own money, and the team has raised about $30 million so far, but we still have a ways to go. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll notice that there's a donation button where you can make your own contribution. Any amount, big or small, makes a big difference, and it's super easy to do. So go ahead and click the donate button and give what you can to help save a child's life. Beyond the good, this mission will do for science and childhood cancer. This mission is also exciting because it's the debut of the new dragon cupola. I think we have some footages here of the cupola. Um, it is going to be the largest uh, continuous window in space ever by a factor of two and has over 2,000 square inches of viewing area. And there's a lot that went into the design for this. Um, you know, this is going to uh, outer space, so it needs to be uh, designed and tested for, you know, all the loads that it will see while it's out in space. It's a great view to look out of, but it also needs to act as a fully functioning uh, portion of the spacecraft. Yeah, we were talking about reusability earlier, and this capsule uh, is being used for the second time on this mission. It previously supported the Crew-1 mission uh, in November of last year, but this cupola is brand new uh, to this capsule, brand new to SpaceX. We're debuting it on this mission, 
and it is uh, there's a view of it there in an anechoic chamber, um, and it's just incredible that uh, we're there, we're basically going to have 360 views of space um, from from the uh, forward hatch there uh, of the Crew Dragon capsule. And this is an animation showing how uh, its position in Crew Dragon is a little different. So Crew Dragon used to dock autonomously, or does dock autonomously to the International Space Station. Ricky, uh, I missed that. I said, is anybody else a ball of nerves right uh, now? Yeah, I am. I'm excited, but nervous (laughs) as well. I think this is the most nervous for a launcher I've ever been. I'm so stoked to see launch here. And yeah, this is this is history in the making. Three minutes. The ground operations teams are doing a series of system checks to make sure both Dragon and Falcon Nine are ready for launch. Let's take a look at what the ascent portion of the mission will look like. Once we hit T zero, we will watch Falcon Nine and Dragon lift off from historic launch pad thirty nine A and make their ascent. At about fifty seconds into flight, Falcon Nine's engines will throttle down to help pass through the period of maximum dynamic pressure on the rocket or what we typically refer to as Max-Q. And it's worth noting that once we hit Max-Q, the vehicle will be going supersonic. Once we are through the period of maximum dynamic pressure, we can throttle up our Merlin engines again. From here, uh, there are about two, we are about two and a half minutes into flight, and we have a series of three events that happen in rapid succession. First is MECO, or, or main engine cutoff. This is where all nine Merlin engines shut off in preparation for, set, for stage separation. Stage separation is where the first stage detaches from the second stage, with the first stage making its way back to Earth for landing as the second stage continues on its journey with the third event. Which is SCS-1, or second engine start one, and that is where the Merlin vacuum engine on the second stage lights up and propels the second stage along with our Inspiration4 crew to orbit. As Stage 2 heads towards its targeted drop-off orbit, Stage 1 will execute two burns in order to make its way back to Earth. The first is the entry burn, which is where three of those nine Merlin 1D engines will reignite and then shut down. And that'll help slow the stage down in preparation for entry back into the Earth's atmosphere. While the first stage is heading back to Earth, the second stage will cut off its one Merlin engine that was was ignited right after stage separation. Once this happens, we will wait for confirmation of a good orbital insertion. About 90 seconds after Dragon gets into orbit, Falcon 9 will land back on Earth. The landing burn, a single engine burn, will bring the vehicle speed down rapidly in order to land on the drone ship about nine and a half minutes into the mission. While Falcon 9 first stage is landing, Dragon is preparing to separate from the second stage. At about three minutes after the second stage gets into orbit, we should have a great view of Dragon with its four-person crew drifting away from the second stage. Once Dragon is a short distance away, it will begin checking out its Draco maneuvering thrusters to make sure Dragon continues to increase separation distance from the second stage. (laughs) (laughs) The nose cone deploy sequence will initiate just before T plus 12 minutes and end around the T plus 15 minute mark. Uh, we do expect to see our first glimpse of the Dragon Cupola in outer space at this time. T minus 20. T minus 20 minutes, five seconds counting. Stage two fuel load is complete. Uh, we're under 20 minutes to liftoff. Been a wonderful day for today's Inspiration 4 mission. 
the first all-civilian mission to space. And if you joined us earlier in the broadcast, we had a pretty important question for the Inspiration4 crew that remains unresolved. For those of you who missed that, here's your chance to weigh in. choose between Star Wars, Star Trek, and then one of my other favorites is Stargate SG-1. Um, I would rather trek across the universe than fight my way. I, I've heard, are you a Star Wars guy? Are you a Star Trek guy? Um, those used to be true. I really think I'm a Battlestar Galactica guy. To be oh, honest. God. There's no question it's Star Wars. Um, like, I'm a, I'm a Star Wars fan, uh, for sure. I would say that, if I had to guess, it's a split crew between Star Wars and Star Trek. Um, I don't know if anyone else would have dropped Battlestar Galactica. I don't know on that one. Can't beat Captain Madonna. I think Jared is Star Wars. Cyan is Star Wars. Chris is a wild card, but I think he's Star Wars. Oh, uh, uh, Jared is definitely Star Wars. Um, I think Chris is probably Star Trek, but I'm not 100% sure. And I would think that Haley, she's the youngest. So I think maybe Star Wars. I think Star Trek is too um, old for her. Oh, oh I'm Star Trek. All the way. There you go. I want to be Bones. I kind of am a medical officer, so. I don't know if we're like completely unified around that. I mean, there is other, you know, sci-fi, you know, spacey stuff that, uh, that comes before Star Trek. Star Trek is um, old. Okay. They don't know they're wrong. Like that just, can I learn that? Well, time? like, yeah, the original series. Okay. Let's go quick around the room. Like, Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Trek. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Trek. Star Wars. Just under T minus 18 minutes. Everything continues to go well. Peter. Getting ready to start. Okay, so let me see. Who would I throw back into the audience? Okay, unmute your mic if you were Star Wars. I'm just kidding. going to take Dragon into its orbit of about 190 by 575 kilometers. Shortly after that, we will raise Dragon's orbit to 575 kilometers in a circular orbit, higher than the space station, higher than the space telescope, for three days, a series of amazing views that Jared and the team should have looking through the windows and the cupola up there on the Inspiration4 Dragon. This crew will see about 15 orbits a day at this altitude. Uh, They'll get to experience uh, 15 sunrises and 15 sunsets, which should be pretty incredible. And just as a comparison, um, John mentioned the International Space Station is going to be a little bit lower than where this crew is going to. Uh, because the International Space Station is closer, uh, it takes a little less time to orbit the Earth. So they see 16 orbits a day uh, relative to what this Inspiration4 crew will see will be 15 orbits a day. I do want to comment on what we're seeing on screen. This is the Falcon 9 rocket. That was called for stage two liquid oxygen loading. Um, you, you can start to see some white clouds around Falcon 9. That is normal and expected for us at this stage in the countdown. We are topping off that super chilled liquid oxygen. And when it reaches the warmer ambient air temperatures of Florida, it starts to condense and form those clouds that you can see. Now, if you notice that the second stage there is a slightly whiter uh, shade than the first stage, uh, that's because 
the first stage has been reused twice before. Um, it previously supported the GPS 3.4 and GPS 3.5 missions uh, back in 2020 and uh, 2021 of the, this year. So uh, that booster is, is making its third flight today. Uh, the Dragon capsule is making its second flight. It previously flew on the NASA Crew-1 mission to the International Space Station. Uh, so that's why the second stage looks uh, a little different than the first stage there. Just under Close to T minus 15. And if you're just now joining us, you are tuned in to the first all civilian mission to orbit known as Inspiration 4. Um, it's getting very exciting here. We're just a little over T minus 15 minutes from T zero. And we started covering the action at T minus four hours uh, with the crew walking out uh, of Hangar X. They made their way over to the Falcon support building where they got suited up. And then we saw them hop in the Teslas right up to the pad, go up the fixed service structure and walk down that lit crew access arm that we see they're connecting Falcon 9 uh, to the tower. And it just, it's hard to believe that we're now under 15 minutes yes. before launching the first all civilian mission to orbit. Uh, again, these are four non-professional astronauts. Uh, they're, they're people just like us. Uh, and they're gonna be going to space for three days. They're gonna be orbiting. Um, at orbiting Earth at 17,500 miles per hour. So they're basically going so fast that they won't fall back to Earth until we tell Dragon to do so. Um, and they're going to be going up to a height of 575 kilometers. Definitely at those speeds and at those altitudes, they're going to be doing a tons of science, uh, which is super cool. And all of that data is going to be available for uh, folks to... Um, continue to push the boundaries of what human space exploration will be in their near future. Close to a quarter million people watching it live on YouTube. So that's a live view of Falcon 9 with Crew Dragon for the Inspiration 4 mission sitting on top. There we can see our four soon-to-be astronauts there comfortable in their seats. Um, throughout the day, we have seen a lot of camaraderie, a lot of joking, and I imagine that uh, they're now, things are starting to get a little more serious. They're really focusing in uh, on the task at hand, uh, which is going to space in just a little over 13 minutes. Yeah, this is very exciting. Um, if you've been following along, they do have a Netflix documentary following their journey all the way up until this point. Um, and the crew has just been so incredible. It's been so amazing to watch them throughout um, this whole process. And uh, very excited to see them strapped in their seats, ready to go. We're just inside T minus 13 minutes, counting down. Everything is still looking good for launch of Falcon 9 and Dragon at 8 hours, 2 minutes, 56 seconds Eastern Daylight Saving Time coming up very shortly. Falcon 9 did begin propellant loading on time at T minus 35 minutes. Loading of the RP-1 kerosene fuel onto the second stage is complete. That closed out right on time. Fuel loading is continuing on the larger first stage tank. It's about half full right now. Battle finished at T-minus six minutes. We ought to hear that call out on the webcast. We're continuing to load densified liquid oxygen onto the first stage and into the second stage tanks. Now, the liquid oxygen load will wrap up at about T-minus three minutes on first stage, T-minus two minutes on the second stage. Now, a reminder, now that we are into propellant loading, 
we cannot stop the countdown and try to launch later in the window. So if a problem arises that requires holding the countdown clock, those dreaded words, hold, 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 we don't want to hear, we would have to scrub for the night and try again. We have a launch opportunity tomorrow just a little bit later uh, if conditions allow. Addition to Falcon 9 being go, the range is go. Weather, we've had great cooperation uh, out of the Florida weather, both ground level, upper altitude, and around the world at the contingency landing sites. On the Dragon spacecraft, Dragon mission director and that team have reported no issues. They've done the communications checkouts. The crew access arm that you can see is retracted away from the Dragon spacecraft. We armed the launch escape system on time. On the right-hand side of the monitor, you can see the four-person crew strapped in, and they are ready to go. Coming up in about a minute, we're going to get final instructions to the crew at T-minus 10 minutes. They're going to configure their crew displays for launch, and that's a setup that will give the crew insight to how the launch is proceeding, and it will provide updates on vehicle health. Then we'll get a little closer to T-minus 5 minutes. We'll be in the terminal count for the Dragon spacecraft. Dragon will go to internal power. We'll hear continued call-outs in the countdown net as we get close to zero and a liftoff. Our next major event coming up right now, T-minus 10 minutes, as I said. Dragon will get its final instructions. We will also we will also do a final series of checks of Falcon 9 telemetry against a preset uh, limits. Make sure that all systems are go. And then we'll be moving from there into the closeouts on propellant chilling into the engines to get ready for engine ignition down at about T-minus two seconds. 270,000. Let's listen in on the countdown up for a minute. People watching on YouTube. Dragon SpaceX, confirm crew displays are configured for launch. SpaceX Dragon, our displays are configured for launch. Copy that, Dragon. And it has been an absolute honor to prepare you for this historic flight. Today, you are truly inspiring the world. We wish you a great mission. Good luck. Godspeed. And enjoy the ride. Yes, Godspeed. Can I get some rocket emojis? Come on. Cool stuff. Godspeed. 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 Oh, my God. My heart is speeding up. My heart rate. I don't, I'm nervous. Okay, it looks like we passed through another event, the T-minus 10-minute call-up to the crew to reconfigure. That final message from the ground team as they get ready to have Inspiration 4 team inspire the world. The Falcon 9 side, we're doing the last T-minus minute, T-minus 10-minute checks. Next major event coming up, I think you've got that event. Yeah, that was, I just want to note, that was um, SpaceX Core, which stands for the Crew Operations and Resource Engineer. Um, that was the voice of Sarah Gillis, uh, and she is basically the primary resource to the crew. We can see some uh, excitement there on the right-hand side of your screen as the crew, uh, I think they're really starting to realize that they're, they're going to space in <laughs> under 10 minutes. Uh, now, the next major event that we have coming up will occur at T minus seven minutes. You'll hear the call out for engine chill. Uh, engine chill is simply, as the name says, we chilled down uh, some of the hardware in the engine. We're actually going to flow a little bit of the super chilled, uh, densified liquid oxygen uh, through the turbo pumps and allow that hardware to uh, basically come down, the temperature come down. This allows us to avoid any uh, thermal shock to the hardware when the full flow of super chilled liquid oxygen occurs. 
uh, at startup. So there on your screen, Dragon Resilience with the Inspiration 4 crew strapped in their seats there at the, the top of the rocket. Tesla Daily Once just again, posted a just video. just joining us, this is the first all-civilian mission to orbit, and they are going to space in seven and a half minutes. They will be ascending to an altitude of 575 kilometers above Earth and orbiting Earth at that altitude for three days. Close to 300,000 watching live on YouTube. It's going up. There's that crew there on your screen. On the far left seat is Chris Zembrowski. Next to him, Dr. Cyan Proctor, the pilot. Next to her to the right, Commander Jared Isaacman. And to the right of Jared, Haley Arsenault, the medical officer. Stage one engine chill has started. Seven minutes, All right, folks. There's that call that stage one engine chill has started. We don't really have a good view, but right now at the base of the Falcon 9, the nine Merlin engines are beginning to vent a little bit of liquid oxygen overboard down into that flame bucket. As Kate says, that's chilling in the turbo pumps in preparation for going to high-speed flow, 15 minus 2 seconds. Nice view on top of the fixed service structure looking down at Dragon. Transport erector, or strongback, is currently still clamped onto the second stage right next to the vehicle. We'll see that retract start in about four and a half minutes before launch when the arms open up and then the strong back will recline away a couple of degrees. What we're getting ready for right now is that call out. We're right on time. The fuel load, the RP-1 kerosene, refined petroleum one, rocket propellant one grade, is loaded onto the first stage. So that leaves us with just liquid oxygen loading continuing on both first and second stage. You can see that moist Florida air slowly breezing by the two chilled down uh, liquid oxygen tanks and you can see the mist coming off with the moisture the humidity and the air condenses that gives you those pilots 315,000 yeah, chilled liquid oxygen coming into contact with the ambient florida air uh, so creates these these puffs of white clouds as john said completely normal um, in fact we'll probably see we will be seeing more of those once locks load completes and uh, those lines are closed off to the vehicle. Five Coming minutes. up in just about 10 seconds, uh, we should be hearing the call that Dragon um, has been transitioned to its terminal count configuration. Uh, do you guys want me to unmute myself when the uh, launch is going up so you can hear the, yeah, uh, sure. the roar? Dragon has transitioned okay. to for terminal count. Falcon 9 tanks are pressurizing for strong back retract. 327,000. Everything 000. continuing to go on schedule. We're beginning to pressurize the tanks. That'll help stiffen the second stage up as the two hydraulic clamp arms will open up coming up here very shortly. My stomach is so nervous. Strong back is lowering. I wasn't even the... Yeah, but they were pros. <laughs> Maybe that's it. 333,000 people watching live and, and climbing. As you can see on the timeline there, at the bottom of your screen, the strong back retraction is the next major event. 
in fact, the last physical event or modification to the pad prior to liftoff. Under four minutes, folks. Falcon 9 is nearly fully loaded with almost 100 to be of 1 million pounds of liquid kerosene and liquid oxygen. That liquid oxygen is what we see venting there, uh, those white clouds. All right, there on your screen, you can see that the strong back is beginning to retract. And okay, that strong back will move back just a couple of degrees you see here. Then at T0, when the Falcon 9 sends the liftoff command to the ground to release it, hydraulics will bring that strong back the rest of the way to about a 45-degree position at liftoff. Stage one lock load complete. We've got the call out right on time. First stage liquid oxygen loading is complete. Three minutes. Setting down the ground pumps. We're down to just loading second stage liquid oxygen. All right, there's that call out that Dragon is now running on its own power. Um, it is no longer connected to the power systems of Pad 39A. As you just heard, the crowd is super excited here at SpaceX headquarters in Hawthorne, California, as we are now under two and a half minutes uh, until the launch of the Inspiration 4 crew. 362,000 watching live. That crew there can be seen on the right-hand side of your screen. Buckled in and ready to go. Oh, my God. <laughs> two minutes, folks. Two minutes. Wow, this is going to be awesome. It will be. Stage two locks load complete. And there's the call that stage two locks load is complete. Falcon is now fully loaded with all of its propellants. We'll begin shortly. Expect loud venting. Announcement to let the crew know that as we vent off various lines on the here we go. Let the crew know that it's planned. We're also right now draining liquid oxygen out of the transporter erector. Draining the lines, getting ready for launch. Waiting this for the startup call at T minus one minute. I would hate to be there. Godspeed, Godspeed. There you go. So there's a big delay. Oh, wow. We're at T minus 30 seconds. <laughs> Maybe we should have confirmed. Okay, so we are, we're having a glimpse into the future. Minus 
That's one of the abort sequences. That is a normal call. Everything continues to be good. They look super relaxed. Like a smooth ride for the crew. Three days. Three days around the earth. I took a ton of pictures Okay, we have the pull out. Come back here. It's changed. We're beginning to get the total complete on the second stage. Engine for Everything continues to look nominal. 415,000 people watching live. We're two minutes and 20 seconds into the mission. Oh, our engines are throttling down for G limited. 4Gs, we're holding it there for the crew. Getting close Major to Nico. coming up will be main engine cutoff, followed by stage separation, looking at the second stage engine nozzle, and then ignition of the second stage. And Miko. Stage separation. Successful. Looking. I need some of those motion sickness pills that Chris. Officially, the Inspiration 4 crew are now on their way to space. First, they cruise there on the left hand side of your screen is making its uh, way back down to Earth. The grid fins have popped out to assist with the steering. It will be making a landing attempt on our drone ship. Just read the instructions. Uh, which is parked out uh, in holding position in the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, so we have a couple of views on screen. signal, Bermuda. Uh, as Kate mentioned, left-hand side is a view from the top of our first stage looking down that has already separated from the second stage and it's making its way back to Earth. The velocity of the first Dragon stage SpaceX trajectory nominal is being tracked on the bottom left-hand side of your screen. On the right-hand side of your screen, is a view of our second stage Merlin vacuum engine. On the opposite end of the, that engine is the second stage and the crew, which sits on top of the second stage. Everything looks to be going normal, uh, <laughs> normally uh, with them. Uh, and you can also track the velocity on the second stage on the bottom right-hand side of the screen. And we also have awesome views of the crew inside of their capsule as well. I'm pretty sure during first stage ascent, I saw Dr. Okay, Sign Proctor. I'm pretty sure I saw Dr. Cyan Proctor give us two thumbs up. <laughs> I'm sure she enjoyed this ride that she's been waiting for her entire life. Yes. Uh, one notable thing, too, is we're getting some twilight views. Um, the sun just set in Florida, but we're high enough um, uh, up where uh, the lights around the horizon is also reflecting off of very high altitude objects, such as the first and second stages. 
Dragon SpaceX trajectory nominal. Love to hear that call out. Trajectory nominal from the guy who's up there. Also, notice we're really up there now, well past 100 kilometers. Acquisition signal, New Hampshire. Just before that view switched, we saw some uh, teammate fist bumps going on there inside <laughs> of the cabin. Yeah, they're having a blast. It looks like they're having a fun ride there. Um, and their journey isn't over. We've got about seven more minutes until uh, Dragon separates from the second stage. Yes, uh, next milestone for this mission is actually going to be happening on the first stage. Um, it's going to be performing a re-entry burn that's going to be coming up around the T-plus seven minute and um, 30 second mark. Uh, that burn is used to slow down the first stage before it re-enters the denser parts of the atmosphere. Um, a few minutes later, it will execute a landing burn and make an attempt to land on our drone ship that's currently parked in the Atlantic Ocean. Dragon SpaceX trajectory nominal. 12,000 kilometers an hour, they're going at 201 kilometers of altitude. So far, sorry. I'm just going to say so far, everything looking great for the Inspiration4 crew. Hearing that everything is proceeding nominally there with the second stage, which is what you see on the right-hand side. Nominal. I was just going to say that MVAC engine, uh, we just heard now, is looking nominal. About a minute left to go before the first stage performs its uh, first burn. Are they reusing Merlin's? And on your left-hand side, looking at the first stage, you may see uh, those uh, the first stage, white yes. puffs. Um, those are the nitrogen puffs uh, helping to steer and guide a vehicle, basically. SpaceX trajectory nominal. 15,000 kilometers Basically is the attitude control for the vehicle as it makes its way back down to Earth. There's the crew on the right-hand side of your screen. I think I see some more thumbs up there. Yep. Dr. Proctor is clearly excited that she's finally in space. Uh, again, this mission will be orbiting Earth for three days, uh, and they will be at an altitude of 575 kilometers, which, if I remember correctly, John, I, you said that that is the distance from Los Angeles to the Golden Gate Bridge. There you go. <laughs> They're going to get there a lot faster. Those two FTS are saved. Again, this first stage has already separated from the second stage. So the first stage is uh, making its way back to Earth, trying to land. And the second stage, everything is going well. It is headed into orbit with the crew on board. Actually, there on your screen, uh, you can see a sunrise horizon there uh, with planet Earth uh, just behind the glowing MVAC engine. 22,000. Stage two is internal guidance. 22,000 kilometers an hour. Stage two internal guidance. Uh, we're at the altitude. We're working the angular momentum we need to get into the right orbit. And if you're wondering, the crew's pulling about three and a half Gs right now, less than it took on the first stage flight. So in about 15 seconds, we are expecting... Kathy the... Shannon. Twenty-six thousand. We are expecting... 
the MVAC to throttle down and cut off an event called second engine cutoff, and then we'll wait for the confirmation of, of good orbit. At the same time, the first stage uh, will be uh, beginning its landing burn. And here we have the MVAC. We just saw that it um, shut off its engine. We are good. Yeah, I think we they, they stick to the landing also. Stage one landing is. Yeah, there we Like we mentioned before, it has already shut down uh, in an event known as second engine cutoff. And the crew are now gliding, if you will. Now, one thing right now is we're coming up uh, just uh, under 11 minutes in the flight. We're waiting another minute and a half or so before we get into uh, the separation sequence. Where the second stage is going through a series of events where we make sure that. Gases are all pushed out of the system. There aren't any what they call disturbance torques. We want to make sure that the second stage is very stable. It's quiet. It's not moving around. It's not doing anything. So we give it a few minutes to actually just vent everything down, then go into quiet mode. Then Dragon will send the command to separate itself from the Falcon 9. It'll be pushed away. Falcon 9 stays in orbit for a while until it eventually comes back to Earth. And then Dragon moves on its way. Yeah, John, you talked about the, the terminal count earlier um, today, and this is almost similar to that. It's like another check before the next thing, before the next event that happens. The beauty of the countdown. <laughs> hey, we're about 30 seconds away from uh, separation of Dragon from the second stage. The view on the left-hand side of the screen is a view getting of high the right section the of capsule. Dragon. So it's the sort of back end, the trunk section of the Dragon. So when we do see separation, we'll see that kind of push away from the second stage and uh, make its way into orbit. Once again, the Inspiration4 has lifted off from pad 39A. Um, they are now in orbit uh, around Earth. <laughs> There you go. And copy that, Curtis. We really appreciate everyone's help back in um, LCC. 
That was the voice of SpaceX Chief Engineer Chief Engineer Bill Gerstenmayer communicating with Inspiration4 Commander Jared Isaacman. The oh my gosh, I feel like my breath all day. Stage, <laughs> I can finally breathe. On the left-hand side of the oh yeah, they're, well, they were pretty chill all, all along, but yeah, now they're in space, 200 kilometers up and rising. The next event that we uh, are anticipating is the opening in SpaceX, nominal dehumidifier activation and service section Draco checkouts. We're going to open up that news so in a few minutes, they're going to open the nose cone and expose the cupola. And they have that zero G indicator. I can't make out. It looks like a little dog that's floating around. Over the shoulders of Commander Jared Isaacman and pilot Cyan Proctor. Dr. Cyan Proctor is on the right-hand side. And Jared is on the left-hand side. And this is... Uh, their dashboard for the next three days. These touch screens provide them all of the telemetry and data and information and, um, about the systems on board Dragon uh, that they can interact with while on orbit. Now we can see the zero G in around. Is it a rabbit or a dog? I can't. And it looks like it is a little golden retriever. <laughs> oh, like the golden retriever. Uh, assistance dogs at St. Jude yeah. Children's Hospital. That is apropos. Oh, I love it. Fifth crew member on board with the Inspiration4 crew. So in a few seconds here, we are expecting the nose cone to open up and hopefully we'll be able to see uh, the first views of the Dragon Cupola in space. They're opening their helmets from the flight suit. There we can see that they have just opened up their visors. And there is a forward hatch uh, inside of Dragon uh, between the cupola and the crew. Uh, so when the nose cone does deploy, um, they won't immediately get to see out the cupola. But once they can get out of their seats, uh, open up that hatch, they'll get some incredible views of space. And on your right-hand screen is Mission Control Hawthorne uh, at SpaceX headquarters here. I don't see Elon, though, in the Mission Control. Once again, the cupola uh, is the observation dome that was installed. It's brand-new hardware to this mission. Uh, it is in place of what was the, uh, the docking adapter. Um, or excuse me, the docking mechanism that allowed Crew Dragon to previously dock with the International Space Station. Uh, due to the fact that the space station is not our destination today, we were able to pull out that docking mechanism and insert the cupola, um, which will basically provide a 360 view of space for our passengers inside uh, Crew Dragon Resilience here, which I cannot wait for our first views of the cupola. You know, everything that we've seen on the ground here just incredible and uh you know to see it actually in action um with those 360 views is going to be breathtaking for us i can't even imagine what uh what it might be like to to actually experience it in person yeah this is going to be incredible um and i i can't wait for them to get the first look out and 
and hopefully we'll so guys everybody survived no heart attacks no aneurysms how's everybody doing i'm breathing again you're breathing again adam you're still awake oh yeah it's all good waiting for the couple yeah it was awesome yeah and uh, and today also happens to be uh, the engineers day in india oh well that's really that's really yeah. cool september 15 yeah what happens during engineers day oh it is to commemorate a very famous engineer of india and uh, it's like every, i guess engineers greet each other and feel good oh that's cool <laughs> yeah they should be engineers day all over the world actually yeah i think uh, there's another one which is on march 4th i think in addition to the indian one maybe the worldwide is march 4th i'll look it up but Yeah, my heart rate just went back to normal. I just have a big smile on my face. I almost got teary. I just don't remember. <laughs> Me too, big smile. Yeah, super happy day. This is like history in the making. And we're going to have probably lots of footage over the next 3 days. If you can donate to St. Jude's very important there's a link in the description of this episode it will send you directly to st jude's page and let's try to make this happen for them somebody just told jeff jeff who pesos <laughs> jeff who oh yeah sorry didn't get that Oh, we sorry I was remiss. Hey, join us on stage if you want. Like if you want to join us on stage just call in and we'll bring you up or else Yeah. So Justin, how was the experience on site? Tell us. I think Justin is with his family, but he had like almost like 30 seconds yeah. ahead of us. I was 10 ahead of you. <laughs> yeah, me too actually. I I'm like 25 seconds ahead of you, Alex. Well, I took off the VPN. I took off everything, so I can't explain it. Sometimes uh for the Starlink mission, I was ahead of everybody for 30 seconds. Now I'm 30 seconds behind. maybe if you just reload you may catch up no because it says live it, it, there's no point in reloading um but yeah for for the starlink mission people were also watching it and they were saying how's it possible that it's going to your computer and back to call in and i'm still 30 seconds ahead of everybody i think it's super random because i'm watching the everyday astronaut feed on my big tv yeah and that one is like 15 seconds ahead of the official SpaceX feed although they also stream the SpaceX feed so it's yeah, yeah it's i don't get it really weird but hey um it could be a simple concept of load balancing so like in the balancing of the load there may be a delta because uh, we are going to different servers right all over the world so yeah it's all the cdn network it's all it's depends on who you you've connected to for the content delivery 
Yep. Okay, Sujit, you can stay as a caller, but I'm also sending you an invite to come on stage with us if you want. But you can also unmute and talk in the caller box. Oh. So, 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 so Alex, I know we are trying to test as many uh, folks on the stage as possible, but typically I've seen like on an average call, there are not more than a few people on the stage. So um, most calls will not have so many folks on the stage, right? So I don't know. Uh, they're trying to break a certain limit or no like uh, i did the test for Star starlink and we had an extra row i think so uh we had basically like 16 or more people on stage and the app was super stable and now we have uh we okay. have 12 and i don't think yep. uh, is anybody experiencing any troubles i'm not seeing it on my mm -hmm. end no no today also the emojis did not have a problem like yesterday the other day yeah so, so, so yeah, I think, I, I think it's stable because sometimes we, yeah, we're going to do interviews, but like tomorrow we're going to have the FSD beta testers and it's about a dozen of them that are going to be on stage with the hosts and moderators and everything. So it's going to be a big stage. Uh, but yeah, usually it's going to be just a few people uh, doing the discussion and then we're going to open it up to Q&A via callers and bring in maybe a few other people on stage. This is abnormal because, you know, we're not actually generating the full content. We're basically just rebroadcasting a, a live event uh, that, that's happening. But, yeah, I'm glad to see that the app is, is pretty stable. Yeah. And when you are streaming the live event from your place, uh, is it over the air mic or you connected like it's like an input into your phone or something? The no, no, it's, it's simple over the air mic. Okay, it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, people also. I wanted also to test that with the Starlink mission that the audio was going to be good for Inspiration Four. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, this is so so exciting! An exciting day. Go ahead, Justin. Yeah, you're back. How was it for you? Yeah. This was the best like night launch I've seen just by visuals, and then having on top of that, you know, the civilians going into space. It was it was incredible. Like the way the sun was hitting the plumes when it went up was, I, I'd never seen anything like that before. It was awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. You were 30 seconds ahead. So you, when you unmuted, you took it a little of this by surprise because you, <laughs> you launched and we were at plus 30 seconds. I, there was a, like a delay, but I could, I could hear the excitement around you. And yeah, it must have been something to be there in person. Yeah, so... It's an extraordinary God because I was recording with my other phone. Yeah, and there's some of the drawers that Yeah, you're breaking up a bit. I don't think you have a very good signal. You're 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 coming in steady, but breaking up. Oh. Yeah, the engine, my phone, or if it didn't really come through. AK, welcome to the stage. How did you find the launch? Hey, guys. Yeah, it was pretty exciting. Um, you always get nervous about these things, even just watching it from your TV at home. But, yeah, good stuff. Um, I had a question, though. I mean, they're not going to the ISS, right? They're just going to be in orbit. Oh, they're going to be higher than the ISS. Right. So they're just going to be in the Dragon for the next three days? Yeah, just in the Dragon. Oh, wow. Three days, they're going to see, like, 15 sunrises, and then they're going to reenter. So I think that's the what they thought about because it's also breaking a record for a long time, I think since the Apollo days. So they're going to go a very high orbit, which will give them less 
sunrise and sunsets basically because they will be going slower uh and but yeah they're breaking that record as well and i think it's uh they're going to get a much more interesting view the higher they are so they're going to be much higher than the iss sure okay yeah i i guess um yeah i guess the dragon i don't know <laughs> I, I just find it a bit, a bit funny i guess it just seems kind of small to be in, in there for three days but maybe i'm just like not really visually understanding like how long oh, no, no, no. it's uh no privacy for sure like you you go to yeah. the bathroom wow, with a bag a... you're gonna be eating together sleeping <laughs> one next to yeah it's and and that's what i think they also spend so much time together before and did activities all together to basically you know develop a relationship where you can spend like with three three people in close quarters for like three days Wow, yeah, that's impressive in itself. <laughs> Small quarters, yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's all. Uh, so it'll be 15 sunrises and 15 sunsets, Alex, uh, per day or total? Total. Across three days. Total. total, okay. Yeah. So five a day, mm-hmm. which is still like pretty amazing when you think about it. Oh, yeah, five yeah, a day. You, right? you get to experience sunrise and sunset five times a day. Every four, five hours. That, right? would, that would be kind of weird. Feels a little sometimes like Norway. You know, Norway. You do the sunset, and then the sunrise happens in one two hours. We have somebody from Norway. Adam is from Norway. It, I've spent a summer there. <laughs> Alex, but I think it's fifteen per day. Because it's fifteen per day. Yeah, because the yeah because the International Space Station is sixteen per day. So yeah, that's what I oh, thought I heard. So it'd be like forty five. Because I thought the hold on, let me. Yeah, we can double check. What I heard was fifteen because they're above the ISS and the ISS is yeah, ISS is four hundred and twenty kilometers, and they're going at five seventy five. So they has they'll see sixteen, and the um, Inspiration Four will see fifteen. Oh, okay. So my bad, my mistake. Thank you for the correction. Yeah, the space station orbits the Earth every 90 minutes. Yeah. yeah so that makes sense. So it's even more. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <A lot> more. <laughs> yeah, maybe they're going to close the the cupola, the hatch, just to get some sleep so they don't get a sunrise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's uh, more, than, more than one per hour. It's like crazy. Yeah. All the adrenaline that they must have been feeling... You would think they'd just be totally knocked out after what? Well, tonight is going to be hard to get some sleep. That's my guess. Because adrenaline does not dissipate all that fast. And yeah, like, just it's, like it's looking out down. in space and all these things, it's going to be exciting. But then when, when adrenaline wears off, then yeah, it's going to, be, it's going to hit you like a, a ton of bricks. So guys, we're just past the one hour mark and the, 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 the live stream has ended on, on, on SpaceX. So uh, any idea why they ended the live stream versus showing the telemetry? Like because the speed was increasing, right? The uh, kilometers per hour. It was going to go until what? 17,000 miles per hour or something? Max? No, but it was in kilometers. So I think last time we left them, they were at 24,000 kilometers an hour. Yeah. But yeah. they were only at yeah. 200 kilometers altitude. Yeah, they will reach 575. Yeah, they will right? st- slowly point. rise to 575. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think, I, I think that we're going to have a, maybe another live stream at some point. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Okay. But yeah, so closing thoughts, everybody, before we, we close this episode. Thank you all for showing up. Uh, uh, I had a wonderful time with you guys, like sharing in history. Anybody else has closing thoughts? Uh, no, I had a wonderful time. Uh, so Alex, do you know when the next stream no, starts? I, I, like, I don't know, but if, if we get the info, uh, if you follow the, the show, yeah. uh, you subscribe, you'll uh-huh. get a notification of the schedule. And we'll for sure schedule something if there's another sure. live stream. Thank you. Yeah. And I just wanted to report that uh, the world engine today is like the engineers day in India. And then March 4th is called the world engineering day for a sustainable world. That's another definition. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I'll just say this is, you know, incredible moment. Um, and it's a long time coming. It's, I, I think a lot of people question the sort of, the, the point of this mission, but I think it's just to showcase, you know, what's possible and that, you know, us normal people will eventually, hopefully, you know, go up to space. And for those wondering, a little dog floating around, Barbara just DM'd me, <laughs> a little dog floating around is available on the St. Jude shop for 24 bucks. Yeah, so go buy it, go donate. Very important. <laughs> Let's make it happen for them. Yeah. Hell yeah. I think yeah, we uh, this... I'm sorry, we should post a link to that on our Twitter profile. Yeah. So Barbara, DM us the link and we'll, uh, yeah. And, and yeah. I want to say like people, we have like a, a, a Twitter account. It's called at official XPod. And if you have ideas, suggestions of an episode we should do, comments, questions, whatever, our DMs are open. So feel free to write us there. Or you can also message us through this app. Uh, feel free to use both. And with that, I think we're going to call it an evening. Thanks a lot, folks. And I'll be publishing the episode in the next few minutes. Perfect. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Good Bye. night, everybody. Bye. Good night. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.